for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, dun, 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 dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, January 21st, 2014. This is episode number 110 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, right here, Tuesday evenings, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. There's a chat room there. Check it out. My name's Matt Lee, joined also by Skype with Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Not much, just sitting here, hanging out. Hanging out on the internet. Hanging out on nice. the air. Also, hanging out with us. Nick Carroll from Texas. Hey What's up, Glad Nick? To be back. <laughs> Good to have you back. How is it that your video is the only one working? What did you do? <laughs> Must be lucky. Is that good Texas bandwidth? <laughs> so we should start out. Did you, did you guys? Did you guys see the? Uh, are you playing Ingress at all? Still, or have you lost interest? I'm not, not yet. But I've considered it, but not yet. But not yet. Waiting <laughs> for your personal invitation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's out of beta. Yeah. <laughs> what are you waiting for, Nick? An invitation? God. <laughs> uh, they the last update they released some kind of cool uh, new scoring system for regional scoring. So you can uh, you go into Intel and where it used to only show you. The global totals, basically, you know, the running, the uh, resistance, enlightenment totals. Uh, now there's like this whole section in there. I would show you if uh, I knew the video was working. I, it probably is working. It just isn't showing me. It's just showing the image. But anyway, if you're playing Ingress, you'll know. You'll see it. But uh, yeah, it was kind of cool that they, they they have like checkpoints now and like time frames. So it's like 48 hours and then there's a score and then... Uh, the overall like mission, I guess they're calling it. I don't, I don't know what the the lingo is exactly, but yeah, there's like a timer that's counting down, and got to get your fields up. It's kind of cool. Did did either of you guys ever do uh, geocaching at all? Do you know what it is? I'm aware of it. I've not done it myself. No. It sounds interesting to someone that may be, you know, going outside a lot and traveling a lot of personal exploration you know like me and some friends used to do that in our 20s for geocaching was was a thing but uh it, it sounds cool it sounds interesting if i was a pirate and i was like digging up treasure that people like <laughs> that that's what i when i was reading about it back in the day it was like people were leaving random bits of treasure i guess for other people to find and you take something out of the box and put something else in it and it's like this whole uh, is that what you're talking about, Eric, specifically, or just in general? Yeah, I mean that that's the idea of geocaching. I it just seems to me, having not really done Ingress, that like it seems like a very similar thing. Like you get groups of people together, and you're you're driving to these specific locations, and you, I'm sure that if somebody saw you, you know, like walking around with your phone hacking a portal or whatever the hell you call it, that they would probably think you're weird. The same way that people probably thought that you know geocachers are weird, uh, I I just didn't know if there was really a good comparison uh, between the two since I haven't 
done anything in Ingress. Uh, that's yet. that's pretty much it, though, right? It, minus the whole like physical interaction with like you're not digging up things. You're using your phone as a scanner to get near these objects that you see only on your phone, and then you know interacting with the virtual portal in different ways. You're not like digging in the dirt looking for treasure. Mm-hmm. Although, if Ingress did that, that would be pretty <laughs> awesome. If they like buried like treasure that you it was a QR code and you could scan it and it gave you items or something, that would be cool. Well, I I wonder if that's what they're going for. Like it's it's funny like sometimes we see these uh Google these Google projects morph into new things and then when you get to the end you look back and you say, oh, that was really obvious that they were sort of working up towards this. And I wonder if if that's what they're doing with Ingress, if it's just like a 21st century geocaching without physical goods. Oh, oh Eric, how naive you are. This is all completely oh, ad-driven, right? Like, we're going to have deals with Jamba Juice, and you're going to get a drink, and we're going to give you some AP, and that's going to make more if you guys want to come to the Jamba Juice portal or whatever, you know. I'm going to go get some AP when I go to the tax portal and get my taxes done. And <laughs> well, I, I, I doubt that. I it, see it so more going in a, in a more commercialized type, but I'm jaded, so I, that's my, so my pessimism. So it's casting. You're actually going from place to place. Right, to yeah. House. It's yeah. like getting your, your clicks up. Basically, <laughs> my clicks up. Getting my clicks up, son. Got to get nice. those clicks up. But yeah, the update's cool. Games continuing. It. I kind of lost interest for a bit because not very many people were playing up here. But now that the regional scoring is in, I've been playing more just because there isn't that many people playing. So I'm in first in my region. So what's up now? Humble brag. <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> Oh, I'm accidentally first place. Again, who knew? Gee. <laughs> Is this going to be a weekly segment? It might like, be. Checking in. First place again this week, guys. Ingress update from region NR12-Romeo-03. Over. I should mention also, I wasn't using tethering that much until I went to Vegas for CES a couple weeks ago, and that's when I noticed... That remember when we were super excited that the Moto X on Verizon got the KitKat update? We're all like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" Because I I have one, and that's that's cool. Now I have KitKat. You got it first too, you know, despite being on Verizon. What are the odds? First. Yeah, thing, well, it also broke uh, any free tethering of of any sorts uh, via PDA Net, uh, which is how mm-hmm. I was doing it, Foxfy PDA Net. So yeah, I'm I in I'm in Vegas at the hotel room, and it's all like, "Oh yeah, we have Wi-Fi here, but we're gonna charge you a bunch." And I was like, "No problem. I'll just tether my phone to my tablet." And I go do it, and it, like, pops up the message that I've never seen before that was like, oh, yeah, you can tether if you want to pay us 30 bucks a month extra. And I was like, oh. no, nah, nope. Whoa. Nope. So that's why nope. we, 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 we solved the mystery, Scooby. We know why Verizon pushed it out really quick. <laughs> because of all you a-holes that kept your unlimited data plans and are tethering on your Moto X. Uh. <sighs> Blast you. <laughs> If you can see my video, I'm shaking my fist in rage. Grr. So, so there's that. Uh, I don't know if PDA Net's fixed it yet. I haven't. I don't think I've seen an update. Then again, I haven't tried since because 
Then it makes you put the code on your phone, like a pattern. You have to have some sort of lock so that the certificate thing can run so that Foxify can do the VPN or whatever. And I just, I don't want to, it's just so aggravating, you know? I I hate that about about Android. The fact that you have to have like a pattern lock. Can I just swipe to unlock? If you want to do VPN. All I want to do is swipe to unlock. Is that fine? Yeah. Nobody's taking my phone. No, you have to. It either has to be a pin or it has to be a pattern. Although, and it irritates me. Although I found a way kind of around it. You make the pattern swipe to unlock. Oh God! <laughs> right? Nice. Just same. Yeah. What's up now? There you go. Hacking so the if, system. If anybody is playing Angris with Matt and steals his phone. <laughs> that's how you open it. It's just swipe to unlock. There's only like nine swipe. possible ways, but yeah. That's right. Pick the most natural. It's that one. Uh, let's see. Method, yeah. Eric, your Google Glass article shot live in Cambodia. Well, not live, but shot in Cambodia is up it on. It was live when I shot it. A new domain. <laughs> it's not yes, live. Yes, it now. is. Tell us about it. It's What's up? Now. Were you in Cambodia? I wasn't. I was in Cambodia for the new year um, because I, you know, I've lived out here. I'm about to move. Um, and. Uh, I don't know, my wife was getting kind of irritated with me because we really haven't done much regional travel. I've I've gone a lot to Bangkok because I'm cheap and it's like, oh, it's only, you know, 40 bucks each way to get there. Um, so we flew into uh, Siem Reap, which is this little city just south of a place called Angkor Wat, which is a whole bunch of really old Buddhist and Hindu temples. And... I decided, you know, before we left, I decided that I was going to wear my Google Glass every day and just sort of see what the experience is like with Google Glass on a vacation um, versus just sort of like normal everyday life. Uh, And I I discovered some cool things. And if you go to the article, there's lots of photos. I think I, I put up like 30 photos into a slideshow. I threw up three movies that I shot with Glass. And, um, yeah, I just talk about like some of the, some of the like pros and cons and, you know, how I thought the whole experience was, um, no, it was, it was pretty cool. I'm glad that I, that I had the forethought to do this ahead of time. So yeah, I'm pretty envious. Um, I'm, I'm down here in Texas and that's pretty much where I've lived most of my life. So it's kind of cool being able to see all these other, other locations. So that, that's kind of cool. Through Eric's eyes. <laughs> through my eyes you can listen through my eyes it's it, i will say that like if you watch the first two videos that i have on there which are um you know spoiler alerts me walking up <laughs> these steps into a temple whoa whoa let them let them find out for themselves don't spoil Discover. that don't spoil that gem well it is i i you know watching this afterwards like when you go on vacation and you take pictures and, you know, in the past, like maybe like family vacations, if somebody shot some video, you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of remember what that's like. When you do it with glass, you really remember what it's like. Like those those steps were like two and a half times as tall as what a normal human step should be. And so you're like struggling. Everybody trying to get up these steps to these temples are struggling because you're like stretching your leg for each step and it's really tiring. And you see that in the video, like you, you feel it like, and so in 10 years, when I look back at it, 
I could probably look at that and say, oh, yeah, I totally remember that. Is it is it because, like, the whole process of using glass, was it – was that the part that's going to make you remember it? Because you're like, oh, yeah, I had glass on and here's where I almost tripped and broke my neck because I was fumbling with it? Or was it pretty seamless? It was it was 100% seamless. Nice. Um, you know, like, like the – the the difference that i found was that when you're recording even if you're recording with your phone like you're you're out of the you are out of the experience when i was recording with glass like i i i would forget after a few seconds that it was even on and recording so you're not you're not constantly like either consciously or subconsciously trying to adjust make sure you don't drop your phone make sure that you're you don't have it pointed in a weird place because it's on your face because it's on your head it's it's just it's seamless it's it's a really really cool experience uh and you know i i said in the article too like i you know there were there were instances where i was able to take a picture with glass and take it quickly where i would not there was there would be no way for me to capture that same moment if i did not have google glass on so it it's very interesting. It's not it's not all positives, I will say, but go go read the article. It's at a new domain donut. New domain dot net. A new and, domain uh, donut. <laughs> a nice. new domain donut. It's vegan. I love donuts. Uh, yeah, and just I don't check it out. I, I think that it you know, I think it uh, really shows the some positives that you wouldn't normally think about with Google Glass. Very cool experiences right like just completely recording raw human experience and then uploading it to google plus and then letting the google plus robot decide uh what parts of that you would like to relive in an auto awesome movie yeah that that will be interesting next year to see my auto awesome movie like remember when you were here remember that yeah Remember you got you got sick. Remember when you remember uh... when you got sick when when you got Giardia from drinking out of that beautiful serene waterfall. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. Just remember, drink from moving water, not not stagnant water. Hey, is that video? I had all right. I had to oh, switch. Oh wow, I'm yeah, very good. This is laptop video. This is the camera on the laptop. I don't awesome. know why. I think the Logitech's broken, so I guess we'll just stick with this. I don't know. I'm not going to be looking at hmm. at it, but is that better? Wow. A jarring. Okay. So yeah, now they don't have to look just at me, so that's great. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just trying to help. I I'm guessing the laptop needs to be rebooted, <laughs> which is why the the USB uh camera is not working. Anyway, uh, oh, we have PSA from Fandroid. We should mention this kind of interesting. Uh, if you guys remember. The SU app uh, for super root access when you root your device, Chainfire, uh, I believe, was the guy that made that. Am I correct? Yes, maybe. Uh, he made Super Sue. Sue right. is like the you know the the standard Linux um, like program yeah, for elevating user. your rights. super user, right? But there was an app super also user. that he. Super yes, he wrote SU. Super Sue. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Uh, so, yeah, according to him, there are uh, new code commits to the Android Open Source Project Master Tree that prevents super user from executing files that are located in the slash data. Uh, Chainfire explains what's happening. Uh, he says basically a lot of root apps, though by no means all of them, 
include binaries or scripts that they extract to their app-specific files or lib directory, and that's located on the slash data partition, uh, and execute from there as root. This will no longer work out of the box and generate an access denied error. Error. Uh, though there are certainly several ways around the issue for the affected apps, there doesn't seem to be a simple generic solution that would work for all cases and can be uh, implemented in the SU command itself. Though, of course, if you can come up with one, I'm all ears, he says. So, now, we were kind of talking earlier, like, why is this just like a like a random side effect of locking down the file system for some sort of uh, exploit? purpose or was this done on purpose i think it's both i think they locked it down because you know it's it's a potential exploit but at the same time they google doesn't want they don't they don't want people running as root on their phone i android is supposed to be open source and blah blah but google does not want it and i say that because I, you know, I opened up, up for my Oppo N1, I opened up a, an enhancement request on the uh, CyanogenMod website and said, because I had some problems, I think I said last week, with uh, getting SuperSue Super to run. Um, and it turns out that there were some settings missing in developer options. Uh, when I, so I, I opened up a little improvement request saying, hey, you know, you guys should add this and this is, these are the symptoms, etc. And the response that I just got back this morning um, was that, uh, and here I can, I can pull it up, but the, like the general, uh, the gist of it was that, um, here we go. As far as shipping firmware goes, this won't be included. Root is and can be seen as an exploit or a hole. The community builds of CyanogenMod will have root available. Um, and, uh, and then they go on to say that, uh, I don't think root settings will ever be implemented in the official CM builds. Otherwise Google would never approve of it. So it, you know, at least according to CyanogenMod, this is like soup, having root access is something that Google is actively trying to lock down and trying to prevent. Hmm. And I mean, honestly, mo- most users aren't really concerned with this. I mean, I can understand Google not wanting the liability of, you know, giving everyone root access, you know, out of the box. But I don't I don't understand why they would go particularly to try to block others from doing it on their own. You know, if you're willing to track down how to do it, learn how to do it, you know, I don't I don't see a reason to block that. Well, why couldn't it be something like unlocking your bootloader? You you have to have enough sense to go to to plug it in, go into ADB, you know, turn on like USB debugging and issue a few commands. Why wouldn't they just make? Why couldn't they just make this something like that, where it's like you know, you go in there and say activate you know root capability or something like that in the command line. Right. But to just lock it down seems it it just seems kind of like they're they're going against the more like nerdy core Android user that quite frankly, I think made them, you know, popular or at least ed- at least significantly contributed to their popularity at the beginning of when Android first came out. Yeah. Which is going to be awesome. If, if like he says, nobody comes up with a solution that's going to fix it for everyone. So 
for each of your different apps that require root, you're going to have each one getting that in a different way, which I don't, that doesn't sound like it makes for a very stable platform to be running on, you know, like having, having your apps have to circumvent something like that every time it wants to run. I don't know. That just doesn't seem very like, they're kind of doing super user in a in a weird half-ass sort of way anyway. Um, if you read Chainfire's post, he's saying that, you know, currently people are writing commands that they want to run to a to a .sh file, like a script file, um, as opposed to just running commands directly to to the SU command anyway. So this this could be this could be an opportunity to to, for people to provide a cleaner um, way to to implement super user. That's true. Um, Things like and, this. And I kind of think that there's enough people making money off of apps that require root. People like, you know, like Koosh, um, like Chainfire, um, JRummy, that, like, they're making enough money probably that they're going to put some effort into figuring out how to get around this. Yes, yes. It kind of has uh, – it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with this article on ZDNet uh, I found that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the headline is, Result of Inconsistent Android Updates? I No Longer Care. And yeah. I I almost feel like I'm at that point, but I don't think it's for the same reason. I think I'm at yeah. that point because I'm on the Moto X running KitKat, and aside from not being able to tether for free anymore – like I have zero problems with it. Like, yeah, it we have doesn't... a different luxury than someone with a phone that's a year old or half a year old with right, know, four, exactly four point two. Yeah, the operating system is to the point where I mean, I cool make it keep making it better and everything, but I could use this in its current iteration, like for the foreseeable future. You know, as yeah. long as the hardware keeps up with it. Yeah, well, I think if you have an older phone. Realistically, you're going to get 80 to 90 percent of the uh, pure Google experience, or at least the Google experience, you know, just with all the other updates, applications, and, and system, uh, you know, all the other updates without absolutely having the late, latest version. So, I don't know. I'm I, kind of with them in, in sentiment, though. So I definitely feel like I'm not paying as close attention. Like I'm not like, oh, I wonder. What's four point five gonna do? What's the? Because I'm I am yeah. I'm to the point that I am I'm completely satiated in what my device does and what I'm using it for, and I mean cool more RAM always good you know, better yeah. processor more battery efficient all that stuff is great and I'm sure they will get there but as far as like like when we were on Froyo like you said or Gingerbread like each update we were like oh yes yes this <laughs> is gonna be the one this is gonna be the one. And, you know, lo and behold, 4.4 updates later, like, here we are. This is kind of the one, I think. But so what um, James Kendrick here on uh, ZDNet is saying is that uh, basically he says, uh, the situation I have with my two Android devices, I've owned them longer than most gadgets and neither have the latest version of Android, uh, KitKat. The inconsistent Android update situation has led me to realize I no longer care about them. That's a serious realization as I'm a gadget freak and a tech addict. Normally, I want the latest and greatest technology, which includes both hardware and software. I like knowing that my gear is state-of-the-art tech-wise, except when it comes to Android. 
Uh, he says, my lack of interest is a direct result of the way Android works. Most device owners don't get new versions of Android when they roll out, and many never get them at all. The only sure way to get the current version, which is now KitKat, is to buy a new device that ships with it. And then he talks about how it's, I, I think it's interesting that, uh, like, with Windows, right, you, you don't want the latest and greatest. You know, you uh, you find that, well, me personally, I, I, I'm happy with 7, I'm happy with XP still. But yeah, same here. And and you're not like, oh man, I gotta get that Windows 8.1. Gotta gotta get it. You know, it's like it's the complete opposite in in that in that yeah. spectrum. And of course, Microsoft's in a different situation because there's there's some things on Windows 8 that sucks. Even with the 8.1 update, you know, it, it's helping, but it, it's not quite there. So at least with with us, so far, every subsequent update is, has actually been an improvement you know well that asks the question that can you see that happening is it going to get to the point where like android 6.0 and people are like oh that's terrible we're we're downgrading back to five or you know something like that well well, actually, well it happened with fair, ios yeah i was going to say the same thing ios a lot of people are like ios 7 uh how do i revert you know so yeah good point yeah eric I, I kind of I, I can understand where this guy is coming from. I, I'm not in the same camp as him as all, at all. I, I want the latest version of Android, and it irritates me still today that I often can't get it, um, which is why I switched over to Nexus devices. And I, you know, I'm, I'm still feeling a little angst right now because my, my N1 is at 4.3 instead of 4.4.2. So... I get it, but I mean, look at the look at the the phones he's using. It, the Galaxy Note two and the Galaxy Note eight tablet. Yeah, he might be he might be rooting and roaming these things, but if he's not, then basically he is just bought into the crappy Samsung skin, like you know, and he's just dealing with it, which is not a good user experience. Well, and it, it goes back to the like you know. K Dog and, and my roommate here, they both have Galaxy. One has the S4, one has the S3. They don't know any better to know that, oh, your phone looks weird, my phone looks normal. When, you know, <laughs> it's like, no, your phone looks weird because it's touch whiz. But, like, they don't know. You know, it's just that's Android for them, basically. Yeah. My wife has an S3 and she's completely comfortable with it. Like, yeah. she, she doesn't really care to get the latest version. More and than honestly, we she probably. She's probably more comfortable with it than we are. I get yeah. on that S4 and I have no idea where crap is, man. I'm like lost, like learning a Mac or something. You know, one thing oh. I'll point out is there's Jeez. a video that Marquez Brownlee uh, produced on his uh, channel, MKBHD, where he was talking about like the Note 3 and it's got the latest version of TouchWiz, but he spent a lot of time without rooting and roaming it, uh, you know, putting like the Nexus uh, launcher and trying to otherwise make it as much of a stock experience as possible. Unwizard? Uh, Marquez Brownlee, he's doing that on on his Note Three. He's had it for like five months, and he's trying like like heck to keep it looking as close to stock as possible. But right. what he's having to do is have two of every app, like two camera apps, like the Nexus app or you know the stock Android app, and then the TouchWiz camera app. Depending on if you looking. want all of those Samsung capabilities or just yeah. whatever the the regular Android uh, camera comes with. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, that's what I would do, too. If I had an S4 or S3, I'd be trying like heck to make it as close to stock as possible. But as Eric has suggested in the past, go Nexus, and uh, and so I have. Yeah, well, Eric, not all of us have carriers that go Nexus. So you know what? 
Moto X. What what if I you, need? Moto X is fine. If you can't go Nexus, yeah. go Moto X. And honestly, yeah, I don't that, know. If Verizon would have had the Nexus 5, it would have been a tough decision between the Moto X yeah. and that. I probably would have still yeah. went with Moto X just because of the form factor. Yeah, the Moto X is, is not a, a downgrade realistically from a Nexus device, in my opinion. It's it's right up there with the same versions you're going to get, but you get it, its own slightly tweaked custom launcher. It's designed with the hardware in mind. And so in comparison, I mean, like comparing that to what your other options on Verizon are, it's yeah. if you want that, you know, pure or close as close to pure Android experience, it's, it's definitely the one to get. Because your other options, I mean, at the time it was the S4, or the HTC One, or uh, the other droids. And if I was going to get the droids, I was just going to get the Moto X. And, I mean, Sense and Touch, it was, it was just like, no thanks. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting because I, I also am no longer really caring as much as I used to about these uh, updates. But who knows? Maybe they'll come out with something next next year that's just going to, at I.O., that's going to blow our little peepees off <laughs> who knows uh did you guys see this article on nine to five mac i thought it was kind of amusing uh the apple svp phil schiller shares his report <laughs> showing android had 99 percent of mobile malware last year who had that other one percent wasn't us it was Windows, Windows phone. Windows phone. That's right. <laughs> and all the other Java script exploitable phones or Java exploitable phones out there. Excuse me. Is this literally like, is that, is that what these numbers like? I, this is not, I did not read this article um, out of all, all, out of all the other ones. I did not read this one out of respect is, to the internet. I did not read this article. <laughs> is, is Schiller <laughs> saying because. Like is 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 he equating a browser exploit to something that targets Android devices? Is Android running Chrome? I don't know. Uh, he <laughs> it could says, be. I like that they're they're like Phil Schiller is taken to his Twitter account to share a new report highlighting a much higher amount of security threats on Android compared to iOS. And I mean that that goes again to the the Windows and Mac thing. Like people go to where the mass market is. They're not going to write a virus for a Mac that's going to affect like 10 people. You're going to write a virus for a Windows machine that's going to affect like a million people, right? So if more market share is Android, of course more malware is going to get written targeting Android. If uh, iOS has the market share, then I would assume that trend would change and more malware would get written to infect uh, iOS. Well, you know that Apple just signed on with, I think it was China Mobile, to bring the iPhone yeah. like, officially to China. Yeah. Yeah. So in a year, the, these numbers, even if they are skewed, I don't know if they are, but if you know, they might be skewed. I mean, they're coming from Phil Schiller at Apple. Um, <laughs> yeah. That I, those numbers are going to change. Uh, it's the same thing that happened when when Mac computers became more popular in recent years you're starting to see viruses and malware targeted at Apple machines. And it's going to happen more and more with iPhones, yep. too. If my theory is correct, we shall see an increase. Yeah, probably. Well, I'm well, probably a market increase, like a really big increase, uh, you know, about a year after it debuts uh, with China Mobile. Because yeah, that, is going, that, to, that on, is going to touch so many users. Yeah, mass market. True. Part of that will depend on the price of the iPhone if it's subsidized to an extent by by Apple or, or the carriers. But I mean, you're, you're just 
a billion. <laughs> you know, and actually, there's a lot of a high uh, percentage of people in, in China use mobile devices. So yeah, I don't know. It, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, in a year from now, we may see a different report. Aren't they all using like crappy Android phones? Yeah, that that's the the thing I was thinking of is you know they're used to relatively low end phones. I don't think the appeal for a phone that's going to be four or five times more expensive. I don't think it's going to be there for for the masses. I think it'll be there for uh, a segment of of the China populace. What if? No, I think it'll be now, there for a huge segment. Ten percent of a billion is you know a lot. <laughs> now, what if? Follow me here. What if the Chinese government? subsidizes iPhones for all its people so that they can more easily spy on them. <laughs> then yeah. the market would tip. Yeah. Just saying. They have their own version of the NSA, I'm sure. Oh, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Where do you think the NSA learned their moves? Yeah. Uh, so he says 99% of all mobile malware in 2013 targeted Android devices not all mobile malware is designed to target specific devices. However, many encounters involve phishing, like jacking, like jacking. Is that a real thing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or other social engineering ruses or forcible redirects to websites other than expected. An analysis of user agents by Cisco reveals that Android users at 71% have the highest encounter rates with all forms of web delivered malware. Oh, no. Oh, no. That 71% encounter rate for web-delivered malware on Android mentioned above compares to just 14% for iPhone users. According to the report, the finding that 99% of all mobile malware last year targeted Android marks an increase for Android when comparing to the last report that Mr. Schiller has shared. Uh, in March of last year, he shared a report from F-Secure that is estimated Android had around 79% of all mobile malware for 2012, compared to just 0.7, not even 1%, Eric and Nick, 0.7 for iOS. Well, I think the numbers are automatically skewed due to population, and, and honestly, I think Apple's been trying. I think they've never been more threatened than, uh, now by, by the sheer quality and quantity of Android phones. So, yeah. They're going to try to dig up as many of these kind of lopsided reports, you know, try to. I like know, one of the comments. If your marketing spends more time putting down the competition than praising its own product, there's a problem. Yeah. It's like Microsoft and their Chromebook ads. It's like, and their Scroogle ads. Like, they are so threatened. They're it is, right? Apple. They're threatened by Android and, and Chrome. You can OS. tell the level of threat. This yeah. is like DEFCON 4 or 5 here, pretty sure. Yeah. Borderline thermonuclear. Don't even care. Right? Don't even care. At all. Just thought it was amusing. Moving on. It's like a kindergarten room, right? Twitter, it's like a classroom, and then somebody's like, Hey, check this out. I commissioned a study. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did you guys see this? <laughs> I commissioned a study. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, typical kindergarten classroom. Grade. Yeah, pretty much. I commissioned this study. It says I'm awesome. You guys should Raise all hand. vote for me yeah. for most awesome person ever award. Uh, did you guys see this off IT World? Is Amazon creating an Android game console? What? <laughs> it might be. 
they won't say. But they are certainly pushing hard to create tools for game developers so they can be successful on the company's various app platforms. Uh, They say at CES, the company rolled out a redesigned portal for app and game developers. Aaron Rubinson, director of the Amazon App Store for Android and Kindle Fire, told GamesBeat in an interview that the company continues to invest heavily in tools that developers can use to publish their Android games and promote them on its platform. Yeah, realistically, they need to do that. Kind of like I've got the last three editions of of the Kindle Fire, the HDX, uh, the HD, and the original Fire. And, you know, I've been through their app store. It's it's not nearly as populated as as the Google Play Store, for example. Like, it may have been more competitive a couple years ago, but honestly, in the last couple years, particularly in the last year, the Google Play Store is, I would venture to say, just offhand through what I've looked through, probably 10 times as many apps and, and games. Oh, so, for I mean, sure. Amazon... I'll tell you what. If I want a fart app, I'm not going <laughs> to Amazon. I'm going to the Google Play Store. Yeah, or talking kitty apps or whatever. That's right. But yeah, I mean, That's right. <laughs> you know, all those games, you know, um, Amazon really needs to, just in my opinion, make more of a concerted effort to put it in their app store or, or I don't know, they've got to do something because it, it's, it's more bleak relatively than, than ever compared to the Google Play Store, and their apps tend to be more expensive, but it's harder to find stuff. Maybe so, and of course, yeah. maybe Amazon buys Ouya and repackages <laughs> it and is like, check this out. Amazon? I honestly think that would be a better idea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, it, it is yeah. a much better yeah. idea than them uh, making their own console because it, yeah. it will just be added onto the pile right. of mad cats and huawei and all these other <laughs> it's pronounced howie are, can i I'm say sorry. holy oh, crap huawei? can i just say hold on i am not the only one that has a hard time with that i was listening to an episode of security now and steve gibson kept yeah. asking leo how to how to pronounce it. he's like huawei how huawei? howie i thought i was cracking up so hard i was like yeah <laughs> it's pronounced howie steve say it with I me watched two other podcasts where they were also having a hard time. Like Howie. Like one of them, they gave up. They literally just gave up. Howie. And they just, yeah, Howie. Howie, bro. It's Howie. Howie, no, bro. But I, I mean, like, I'm with Howie, bro. this idea that, that Amazon, just throwing this out there, like Eric and I, we both invested in Ouya. We both have an Ouya. I'm, I'm willing to bet Eric spent as much or as little time playing the Ouya in the last month. Can we do a dust comparison between <laughs> your Ouya and Eric's Ouya to see whose Ouya has collected more dust? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me, you know, here, I'll, I'll throw a picture up. She's throw... dusty. She's a little well, dusty. Mine's in the closet, so it's, it's actually not collecting dust technically because... Uh, <laughs> virtual dust. <laughs> virtual dust. How many, days, dust. how many days has it been in the closet times a dust coefficient of 0.4... <laughs> Yeah. But mm. that would be interesting. I mean, if anyone could do it at that level, right? I mean, from what we've seen so far for Android gaming consoles, Amazon would probably have a pretty good go at it. Yeah. I think if they bundled their Amazon services into oh, yeah. it, like if, if I could if I could get, you know, Amazon video out of the box yeah. and if Amazon is throwing money at developers to 
like what I was doing to to do their platform first. I yeah. I don't think I would necessarily like it, but it would like the be Ouya, a good. I would bet for for the same price as a Roku three is probably similarly powerful. Like I haven't looked at the specs of the Roku in a while, so I've already forgotten what they're like. But I, I'd be willing to bet you could run a similar front end and amount of applications and stream whatever you want to from an Ouya just like you could a Roku three. So if you're Amazon, you know, a few million dollars, pick up the Ouya, and then all of a sudden, you know, throw your app store on it, and then maybe make a UI, you know. And of course, Ouya, they're likely working on a Tegra 4 version or an updated version of the Ouya that would come out at some point, and Amazon could do something for that. But I mean, Amazon could do their own thing, but just in my opinion, and not having looked at this article, I would, I would say... It wouldn't take much for Amazon to just throw up, throw out, produce some sort of console. They could also do games, but also produce all the services and be competitive with Roku for about the same price. And this is interesting, too. It says that uh, an exclusive invitation obtained by the Boston Globe for a recruiting event this month in Cambridge, Mass., uh, reveals plans for a new secret project that will put the retailer's line of Kindle tablets and e-readers to shame. Eric, mm. putting them to shame. To shame. To shame. It says shame. the invitation doesn't reveal much, but does plenty to hype the secret project as Amazon's next big product. <laughs> All we know is that it will be used to, quote, Deliver digital media in a unique way, potentially disrupting the entertainment industry. The project is also part of the company's Kindle New Initiatives department, meaning it likely has some connection to that line of devices. Well, to be fair, they did a lot of disruption with their Amazon Kindle tablets. Yeah, and I think yeah. even the HDX has some relevance. So we all they... made fun at first, right, for like yeah. the fork of Android and this and that, but like we. We got my grandpa one of each just to see which yeah. one he'd like. And I was messing with that HDX. And, I mean, if I was in the Amazon ecosystem as much as I am in, like, the play music and, and books and all that, I it would be a choice for the price, yeah. definitely, you know? Yeah, so they, they could definitely make inroads in a new segment like a phone, for example, or a console or some sort of media streaming device. But they, they have to do it. And just to be honest, they haven't done it yet. So Would I'm you say phone or, phone or console? What do you think is more uh, likely? In my opinion, uh, like a console, if it's marketed as not just a console but media streaming, basically Roku three plus game console, hundred bucks. Something I think they can make. Yeah. Something to go up against Chromecast, also perhaps. Exactly. Hey, because they can do that now. Right. If you have a Kindle Fire HD with select apps, I, I can't remember exactly the technology, but they can actually stream what's on their Kindle Fire onto select TVs, maybe with an app that you download on some smart TVs, or maybe even with the Roku. I can't remember exactly how that works, but uh, they're doing that now uh, in, in some way. Eric, phone or console, or phone-powered console? It's, it's going to be a Kindle that lets you read books on your TV. Boom, in paper white. No. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's going to um, turn your TV into e-ink. E-ink. E-ink TV. Hell yeah. Totally high <laughs> contrast. It'll be, it'll be more targeted at the Roku like than the Ouya, if that makes sense. Like, it's going to be 
here is the here is the Amazon version of Roku or Chromecast, but they I can see them trying to shoehorn games in there and say like the way that um some of the Google TVs had like a little touchpad on the remote. I can yeah. see them like putting a headphone jack and a touchscreen uh, or a touchpad on the remote and making it to where you can play Angry Birds um, on the TV yeah. as well. Or, or I, I don't think Kindle that'll Fires. work very well. Yeah, but... or even use any of the Kindle Fires as a remote control as well and maybe have the same functionality. That... Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, let's see, a couple more stories oh. before we do app picks. Oh, you got anything else on this? Are we good? So, no, I was going to say, now I'm actually getting excited for this product. Anyways, <laughs> All right. let's go. I'm sorry. Uh, Eric, tell us about the DHS Google Glass movie theater incident. I saw some of this on Twitter. People are not happy with AMC. Uh, wow. No glass? No gadgets of any kind is kind of where this is going, it sounds like. Uh, what do you think? Well, the funny thing is that I used to live, before I moved, I used to live about 15 minutes from this theater. Um, so I, when I saw the name of the theater, I'm like, oh, I, I know where that is. Nice. Um, and the, the gist of it is that there's a Google Glass Explorer who, he's not only a Glass Explorer, but he's also purchased the prescription lenses, so he uses them as his actual glasses. He goes to the theater to watch... What was this like Jack Ryan shadow something or other shadow um, recruit shadow recruit um, wearing Google glass is this and is this seven foot three Indiana Pacer center Roy Hibbert that we're talking about <laughs> or is this I don't somebody think else it is okay because there's a picture that's... of Roy Hibbert here and I just wasn't sure if that was I think that's an attempt to get some Google juice nice nice guys nice. Yeah. Um so they so the guy goes to the theater, he's watching the movie, and then part of the way in, um somebody came up to him, quote, yanked the glass from his face Nuh-uh. and then took then took he and his wife into separate <laughs> rooms to be interrogated for over three hours. Um because they were saying that they were uh that pirates that the couple was we're pirates. Arr, arr. Arr. Separate them and put them in the lockup. Um, and I, supposedly, so awesome. the you know, according to the guy, the only way that it ended was he, you know, he kept telling them it's off. I don't have it on. It's I'm just using it so I can see. And the um, the whole thing only ended after they allowed him to turn the device on and and swipe through his pictures and videos to prove that. He was not recording the film, um, and the from you know there's been lots of accounts that it, you know from from the guy from the movie theater. So what it sounds like is that the, like a manager or somebody saw glass, and then called like the MPAA or like MPAA <laughs> reps who <laughs> and they were on sent site. the thug squad down there and to they, rough him up a bit. <laughs> they called Homeland Security, what? and Homeland Security came down. This is like this is a complete overreaction. Hey MPAA, and, how's that power? Holy yeah. Christ! Well, he told that he. I guess the um, the guy uh, explained early on to the to the agents that um, hey, these things cost fifteen hundred dollars. 
and they they started treating them a little more carefully. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Sense? I like the AMC thing. It says movie theft is something we take very seriously. And our I mean, theater I- managers contact the MPAA anytime it's suspected that someone may be illegally recording content on screen. That I'm is amazing. Their threat, but man, uh, that's how about? Yeah, that's pretty rough. Can you that's though? Like because if if you look online, and like, let's yeah. be honest, n- you can find cams, you can find screeners, you can find TSs and TCs, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Nobody is using glass yeah. to record a movie. The people that are doing that kind of stuff that you should really be worried about are setting up like full on HD cameras in your theaters. Usually people that work at your theaters. You're harassing people that you should be super grateful. You should be so thankful that somebody is paying what you're charging to sit in your crappy theater and watch your crappy movies. Like you should be thanking them that they're paying $8 for a thing of popcorn and a soda and watching the movie at your crappy place. Like that. there's, There's a very easy solution to this. Don't go to AMC theaters. If you live in Columbus, go to go to the Polaris Theater or something. Like, do not go to AMC theaters in your city or town. They are a holes. That's and what the A stands like, for in AMC, I believe. Is yes. asshole movie. Well, you know what Company. C stands for. Well, <laughs> <laughs> or there's that too. Sure. I mean, these people have MPAA on site. With Homeland Security on speed dial? With, like, assault rifles and pepper spray and tear gas? I'm surprised they didn't tase him. This reminds me of that episode of the IT crowd when they're watching, they start watching a movie and they say it's like, you wouldn't steal a handbag. You wouldn't (laughs) steal it. And then it goes into this whole, like, ridiculous, like, you wouldn't kill a cop and then piss in his hat and then give it to his (laughs) wife. Like, just ridiculous, ridiculous, over-the-top stuff. That's this. Yeah. I I love that Homeland Security was totally brought in. You bet, you know, they were so excited to have, like, something to do. And there's no apology. They tossed a oh, couple there of free be. movie passes at him and oh, said, oh, yeah. right, have fun, no, see you later. There will be. Just wait. This just happened, like, today, yeah. the 21st. There are lawyers, I'm sure, that are reaching out to them right now. Somebody's yeah. going to own their own AMC pretty soon. Someone's <laughs> going to be really sorry. <laughs> no. That's it's, ridiculous. It's, it's sickening. I, I want to mention one other, one other Google Glass story. Last Thursday, what is her name? Cecilia Abade. I'm probably mispronouncing her name, and I'm sorry if I'm doing that, but you know, she went up to up to court, you know, for well, speeding among other things, and and wearing Google Glass while driving. Well, uh, oh yeah, that got uh, tossed, was, didn't it? Yeah, and that got tossed uh, nice. actually uh, because they couldn't prove that she was actually using it. So that it sort of tabled the, the real discussion as to whether or not you can use Google Glass, whether or not that's illegal. Although, just to be honest, the way the law works is something's illegal until it's ruled illegal. So then that's where you get these court cases because they're to decide whether or not setting the precedent. Else. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, so unfortunately that didn't get, get settled in court, you know, through case law. But the bottom line is that happened. That particular uh, case got thrown out. And uh, I thought it was kind of interesting that, uh, that that went down. So anyways, just throwing that out there. 
Can can I throw something out there? Because I'm reading these comments in this story finally. <laughs> oh. The comments. You, everybody out there that that throws out like glass holes. Well, you wearing it in the theater? Blah blah blah. You, Merca. Like that, Merca, no, Eric, Merca. No, you you are the asshole. <laughs> there is no, there is there's like no reason for this behavior towards somebody. Yeah, there are some people that wear glass that do it just because they want to get attention, and I'm sure there's, like, this big hipster thing around it, whatever. That does not mean that this behavior is okay. And if your reaction is to say, just another glass hole getting his comeuppance, you're a dick. (laughs) Yeah, well, not only that, but reality check, guys. You're not going to be running Google Glass to recording video for two-plus hours in a movie theater. It, it's it doesn't have that sort of it will warm up yeah. i don't have an sd card slot in my class yeah it'll heat yeah. up and give you a tumor if you record <laughs> any longer than 10 minutes so there's that i like this I'm one comment says, leaving this out matt no that's totally fine i'm leaving it says thank Good. god homeland security is protecting citizens from movie theft <laughs> i'd hate to think they were off wasting time trying to catch terrorists that might kill someone <laughs> Oh, internet. AMC. The M stands for America. I don't know what the A stands for. America. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm lost in the comments now as well. Uh, at some point, things like Google Glass will be embedded into a contact lens, and no one will know it's even there. <laughs> and by that point, AMC will have an app that will stream movies right to your very own big screen. Right there in your eyeballs, all up in your eyeballs. Yeah, and you put ads there too. Won't that be fun? (laughs) I like (laughs) what kind of idiot takes their phone to the movie theater, or is it just that AMC doesn't know that smartphones can record movies? Uh, Two, according to info I found, glass battery life when recording a movie is 30 minutes. It also seems that it records 10 seconds at a time, and you have to keep telling it to continue after each 10 seconds, or at least keep a button press. So, well, that's not true. Whatever. That that part is not true, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That was kind of that was the very first version, wasn't it? Where it just did Maybe. the 10 second yeah. thing or something. No. Well, by default, every video is 10 seconds. For it, so. What are? By default, every video is 10 seconds, Right. but, but when you, you start sh- recording, if you press the little camera button, it'll record for however long you want. Right. Righto, then. Uh, I know that because I'm a glass hole. You are kind of a <laughs> a, a, a glass hole. A smug, self-fart-smelling, Prius-driving, non-shower-taking, hippie hipster glass hole no i when I, i'm sure that somebody will put me back in my place and oh, I, i'll be grateful for it this is the internet oh, don't you worry you, internet don't you maybe worry. maybe i'll get cavity searched when i go back to the u.s <laughs> Won't that be fun? now that would be your comeuppance glass hole that's right <laughs> in I'm a world glass hole. the dhs would look at me and say hey son why are you recording me and then i'd be in a room hey, for three hours hey this is murka <laughs> you can't record me we on so, that reality TV show? Record me. I didn't sign a release. Uh, all right. Before we do app picks, Eric, can Android challenge embedded Linux? I'm going to guess no. I don't think Not so. Not yet. But uh, eventually, 
when all things become one? Sure. I I don't think I mean, for some things maybe, but when you need like really when you need speed and yeah. simplicity, I think that somebody would probably go with like an embedded system versus uh Android. Um yeah. Right, cuz at that point then you would have to strip down Android to basically just this Linux system, right? So you're not I mean, it's kind of the same thing at that point. Yeah. Is it when not? You get a real-time OS, you know, even like Qunix, you know, back right. in the day and still right. to some extent, you know, they're they're designed, you know, for just to for that specifically. To yeah. So, it's like Bitcoin yeah. mining with an ASIC as opposed to your cell <laughs> oh, phone yeah. or something, right? It's like yeah. completely different. Well, yeah, if, if I look like the reason my Pebble issues. runs so well is because it's a, it's a, it's a, as far as I understand it, it's like a small embedded OS. It's not running Android. If it ran Android, it probably wouldn't run as well as it does or as efficiently as it does right. um, currently. And all it has to do is talk to the Android. Yeah. And convey meaning. I notify you. Your morning notification, Buzz. sir. You have a message, sir. Uh, I, I don't know if you're making fun of me, but I love my pebble. I kind of <laughs> want one. I I don't wear watches anymore. I used to when I was we a know, kid. There's the I never did. Came out I used to have an old data bank watch back in the day that I thought was so cool because you could store it. It had like a little keyboard thing on it. It was like a little calculator watch, but it had other stuff. Yeah, I was you got way... hit a lot when you were a kid, didn't you? Kinda. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was quick. What were you saying, Nick? Sorry, completely oh, tangent. Saying, you know, the new Pebble Steel has come out, and there's like a couple versions of that, and that looks pretty sweet. Can I just oh, say, here. I'm sorry. Every time I hear that. All I can think of is Zoolander and the blue steel. Like blue every steel. Blue, every time I hear Pebble Steel, I just think of blue. Why steel. didn't they have Ben Stiller? Like right, like be the right. Be the it would have been be so perfect. It was made for. Oh God, I should have been in marketing. The things the things I would sucker America America into buying. That's true. It totally pivot. You should write an email to Pebble. I'm gonna pivot right now and turn this into a marketing podcast. <laughs> Starting off with Pebble, Ben Stiller, Blue Steel, make it happen. Next up, Amazon, buy Ouya, make it happen. Next up, Microsoft, buy what's left of BlackBerry, and then go <laughs> kill each other. <laughs> that would just be sad. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Seriously, though. Murder, suicide. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some app picks and get the hell out of here. Uh, Eric, give us an app pick. My app pick is Pet First Aid by the American Red Cross. And as far as I can tell, this is the only Red Cross app that actually costs any money, uh, which, you know, it's fine. Whatever. It's 99 cents. Um, but I, I found it by going through the top paid apps thing in the Google Play Store. Um, so when you open it up, it's it's a very simple app. Uh, it you can choose between dog and cat, and it has you know it has different sections like learn first aid, what's normal, and then like you could also uh, like I'm looking here, okay, choking. So you tap choking. So is if that the under choking, the what's normal or is that under not normal? 
No, it's it's not under what's normal. It's it's under what's not normal. Nice. And they say like signs your dog may be choking include anxiousness or acting frantic. The dog the dog stops breathing. A horrendous um, choking <laughs> sound, perhaps. Gums may be blue or white. Like there is so it it goes through that, and then it then it gives you like step by step, like five steps on what to do. You know how to give like. Doggy Heimlich. So, Eric, like, you like that. you basically found the equivalent of like how to be a parent for dummies, <laughs> but for your pet on your phone. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, amazing, Eric. That is amazing. I never knew my dog. I think this is a really good thing because, like, I'm looking. I one my dog really has rabies. Go figure. It's rabies. Okay, well, have you guys heard of high high rise syndrome? No, what the when, no, when what animals is... don't they don't realize how high up they are like in an apartment or something <laughs> and they get through the they get through like your balcony and they fall. What? So it's like, yeah, for real. So it it tells you what to do like, you know, how to check to see like for broken bones, how to control breed, how to control any bleeding. This is saying after like, a fall occurs. After the fall. Right, gotcha. It, this my, is, you know, this is a good thing. My dog has people. vertigo. You're so two of us right now, so I have to live on the first floor because my dog has vertigo. If that's okay, <laughs> I flip out about this all it's the time. I don't like. I don't let my dogs in the balcony. That's crazy. Now we know why. That's because you have dogs small enough to fit through the slits in the balcony. Jesus. They're just nimble. <laughs> they pivot easily. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, and like you, Matt, they pivot. That's true. Next up on marketing, how to sell dogs. So have you had to actually dip into this in an emergency type situation and save your best friend's life? Not yet, but my one dog does have epilepsy, so I can I can see I can see this being useful in the near future. So do you guys watch TV together a lot or I'm guessing no? I mean, we don't. We obviously don't watch old Pokemon episodes, if that's what you're asking. Obviously, did your dog get hacked during that epilepsy thing, where all the sites were like flashing colors and? All right, good app pick, Eric. That, that ain't funny. I know it's a Thank terrible you. thing. Uh, Nick, give us an app pick, please. All right, so this this one is an oldie but a goodie, and I use it from time to time. It's a it's a competitive browser called Boat Browser. My company called Boat Browser, and. Uh, it's actually evolved in the last uh, few months. Um, it's got like, uh, well, you know, it's uh, got, actually there's two versions. And uh, there's a regular version and there's mini, which actually has a lot less Chrome, a lot less like uh, visible stuff. But anyways, it's it's fairly uh, feature uh, packed. Um, you should mention full... that Boat is based on the IE6 framework. Very stable, actually, very stable. That. Internet so, Explorer 6. No, I'm oh, kidding. Wow. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> okay, well, that, that explains why I didn't know that. So, no, but uh, it has multi-touch support. Um, you can actually have these floating tabs, like I'm showing on the screen here. Here's a floating tab, and you can basically pull down. Whoa! You can, you can move it around, and you can actually move it around outside the browser. You can, you know, out on the screen, you can resize the window and stuff like that. But it's pretty cool. It has flash support, so if you miss, like, if you use Chrome a lot and you you don't want to use a stock Android browser. Um, this has uh, flash support, providing you have it installed on your machine, and that's easy enough to do. But uh, I like it. It's also very fast. Like, I ran a bunch of browser benchmarks about a year ago, and then again about six months ago. I haven't done it recently. 
and this was faster than Chrome in most of the tests I ran, at least at that time, and uh, it's very responsive. So it's called Boat Browser. Um, I can't remember if it's free or if there's a charge. I know they do have a paid-for version, but when I look in the App Store, it, I only see, you know, install it because I've installed it. So if there's a charge, it's probably no more than a buck or two, and in my opinion, I think it's, it's well free. worth it. It's just showing it's it free. as install for me. Okay, cool. But I, I really like it, and to me, it's my alternative outside of Chrome. Although I've used it a little bit less because I don't rely on Flash as much. But if you have to have Flash, if some sites you, you try to load that require Flash, this is definitely an option, and it's it's pretty feature rich. So what is boat browser? What what is this Flash you speak of? Yeah, Adobe Flash, you know. Yeah, yeah. Plugin support, but yeah, yeah. But anyways, I, I I like it. But it's got multi-touch support. It's got uh, pinch to zoom support. So not just like you know, like in Chrome, you can double double click and it'll zoom and double click. And, right, you know, it'll focus on the text or whatever. It'll yeah, make well it here screen. you can you know it's got multi-touch there and also it's got buttons and you can also have a tab like you know you can have the the toolbar up at the top. You can have it on the side here as well. So it's it's pretty smart, pretty well done and. Uh, if at least tried out, see how it works for some sites for you. So, boat browser. That's cool. Back in the day when we were writing for Groovy Post, I did a review of all of the Android browsers I could find. You know, and there was like yeah. 30 of them or something. Yeah. And I like timed them and all that. And yeah, boat, I remember boat was one of the ones I was Yeah, uh, you reviewing. found a bunch that I, that I never found. Like, I, I found like Maxathon and a bunch Ma- of Yeah, like weird ones like UC browser. Like, weird, yeah. random, just like, who? I don't even know. But um, Opera is my other go-to browser because yeah, yeah. it's super fast. Um, yeah. But, yeah, usually I just wait for Chrome. <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, cool pick for sure. All right, I got an app pick. I, I'm going to do something a little different. This is going to be retroactive app picks. So once this app does what I need it to do, it will be a pick. <laughs> As of right now, it really doesn't do much of anything for me. So – it's for the Chromecast. It's called Avia, A-V-I-A. Uh, yeah. And this is supposed to be a thing that will let you play things off of your desktop. So I have all of my uh, TV shows or whatever you want to call them uh, on, on yeah. the desktop there. And so and there's no video here, so I can't really show you this. But once you have Avia installed, I can use ES File Explorer. I go into my LAN, and I go into my desktop, and I go into the video files. And you tap on them, and then it'll bring you up. You know, do you want to play it in the video player? Do you want to play it with Avia? Hit Avia, sends it to the Chromecast, and then gives you this lovely message uh, outlining how it does not support that file format. (laughs) So basically everything Avia says it does, it doesn't do for me. At least I haven't tried it with photos because I'm not watching photos on my TV. That's just stupid. Um and I don't know what videos it will play because it won't play anything I have. So I think it's supposed to play the stock MP4, like the stuff you down, download from nope. YouTube. No. But not even that. Oh, uh, I don't okay. know. I, have, I don't download videos from YouTube. They're on YouTube. Why would I need to download them? I can. Yeah. Well, the, the whole purpose yeah. of this app is to get the files on here yeah. to play on there. To play out there, yeah. yeah otherwise, we're yeah, sitting they're... in the studio watching TV, which is fine. Yeah. I, I'll do it, but. I did pay the whatever it was to something so that it would play my stuff, and it still doesn't, so whatever. But, Avia, if you fix that, <laughs> that's my app pick. So yeah. If We're you want an app that doesn't do much of anything right now, there there you go. 
for anyone that's interested in this, if you go to, uh, I think it's on Fandroid's page or Derek Ross's personal page, but it's like he, he does like a 10-minute demonstration uh, of this program and kind of runs through what he's been able to get it to do. And he's been able to get it to play video, I think. Really? Now, now I haven't been able to get it to do much of anything except take my $2. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, I would say check that out, YouTube, Matt. Just watch it. And look, It's a video that Derek Ross did. I assume that one of these updates, it's going to magically start working. Yeah. Um, Ant keeps telling me to try Plex. I ha- I still haven't. I know. I keep forgetting to do that because I then I get frustrated with Avia and Allcast because neither of them will play any of this stuff, mm. uh, and then I just come out here and watch it. <laughs> and I'm like done, or I'll get an HDMI like cable Avia. and pl- plug it in straight to the TV. And What's up, Eric? I didn't like Avia for Google TV. I it, they used to be on Google TV as well, and yeah, nothing would play. Right, like that's what was, I'm saying. It was really crappy. So I'm doing a little. So I'm switching I, it up with the app picks. I'm gonna pick apps that are supposed to do good things but don't. Let me let me tell so you that I, I still have not gotten my Plex up and running because I don't have a good desktop right now. Um, but my buddy who's in um, who's in Spain got his running, and I was helping him test. Plex is very nice. And I, I think he I think he paid for like the lifetime premium thing or whatever. The Plex Pass, um, yeah. So so he can log in to like when he's out and about, he can log into his Plex website, connect to his share, and then he can stream through his browser anything that's in his movie collection. That's cool. Like it's it's really nice. Ant keeps and telling especially me the to, transcoding to... is great. Right. I'll have to I'll have to try it. One one of these weekends when I'm not overcome with things to do or snowboarding to do i will uh i'll i'll, I'll get it working because it, it's either that and i like it because i like using the chromecast it's cool that all of us have android phones and we can watch what we want but it it just won't play the stuff i'm downloading and that's like important that's that's my my stuff that's my programs i need mm-hmm. my programs so fix it avia thank you appreciate that mm-hmm. uh all right eric we have an email address. Uh, yeah, I think we do. That email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Nice. We also have a phone number. It's 406-204-4687. If you have any Android questions, uh, we can make fun of you for not knowing and then tell you exactly what to do. Obligatory mocking. Pretty much. I mean, it's an internet thing. Uh, com. that's our website subscribe in iTunes we appreciate that and hang out with us throughout the week on the Google Plus community join us Wednesday for Yats Thursday for the smartphone photographer community hangout uh, and check out our writings over at anewdomain.net and uh, other than that thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next week goodbye Bye. Bye. goodbye goodbye <laughs> It's Attack of the Androids. It's Attack of the Androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the